Hello? Yaffa? Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me. Yeah, no problem. When I say the words transfer students, you probably think about the students who have transferred to Amherst. But what about the students, like Yaffa, who have transferred out of Amherst? It's not a large cohort, but it can feel significant. Here's sophomore Chris Toot, for example. I remember going to this one club meeting one time, and I realized that there was a certain someone who wasn't there, and it was was a very noticeable void. I didn't know anything about it at all until pretty recently. On this episode of Terrace Radio, we talked to four students who transferred out of Amherst this past year, Yaffa, Roman, Julian, and Mitchell, and asked them why they transferred, what they're hoping to get out of their new university, and whether or not they are happier since transferring. We also talked to two students who thought about transferring, but didn't, to understand why some students might decide to transfer when others might not. That's coming up on this episode of Terrace Radiant, The Ones That Got Away. In this story, I want to return to the days in which these students decided to transfer. For some students, it was a gradual process that played out over the course of the semester or longer, whereas for others, there's a specific time they can identify as the point of no return. Take Yaffa Siegel. My name is Yaffa. I am a sophomore, class of 2025 at Brown University. Yaffa described the process of deciding to transfer as gradual, but something changed when she met with her advisor at the end of her first semester. There was a point where I was meeting um, with my advisor. I think it was one of those uh, regularly scheduled things with the freshman. And I was sitting in his office just trying to figure out what I was doing. And he was trying to asking me how I was feeling. And I was like, I might have to transfer. I don't feel so good. Even after having this realization, however, Yafa was not set on transferring out. I really, really didn't want to. I really thought that it would not be worth it and that I could really, really try to um, be happy there, be happy at Amherst. Other students, however, like Roman. My name is Roman Moniz, class of 2025, sophomore, um, and I go to University of Pennsylvania. Decided early on that they wanted to transfer. So to be honest, I first had the idea for transferring like within the first month or so. Um, again, to school, I got to campus. Um, you know, I felt immediately that it wasn't quite the right fit for me and that I wouldn't enjoy myself as much as I could or as much as I could be enjoying myself um, for the whole of my you know, college career if I were to stay here. I challenged Roman on this point. If you decide within the first month of school that you want to transfer, how can you truly get a sense for what the Amherst experience is like? And if you have your heart set on transferring, wouldn't you be less likely to immerse yourself in campus life and find those clubs, those activities and connections that make Amherst special? When I asked this question to Julian, for example. Uh, My name is Julian Fernandez. Uh, I'm currently a student at Vanderbilt. I'm a sophomore. Uh, I kind of grew up in Philadelphia and various other places. He told me that he did make a concerted effort to enjoy his time at Amherst. I was also someone who was going to a lot of the school events, going to like the sports events, being a part of club sports, etc. Um, and I made a lot of good friends. I met a lot of great people. Um, so for my instance, you know, I found ways to be happy. I found ways to, you know, try to like enjoy life, etc. 
So if Julian was going to sporting events, playing club soccer, and meeting new people, what was missing? For Julian, there were two main reasons for transferring. The size of the school and its subpar social scene, and he's not the first person to make this point, but also the lack of spirit and school pride among the student body. I don't think I really realized what it meant to be at a small liberal arts school and the kind of culture that is there at these small liberal arts schools. But like for me, you know, I'm a little bit more, I think I would say social. I'm a little bit someone who likes to, I, I love sports. So like going to a sports event, et cetera. Um, and I felt when I was at Amherst, I felt like a lot of kids weren't really excited to be there. They weren't really excited to be a part of, you know, Amherst. No one was like, oh, like I go to Amherst. I'm proud to be here. Here again, I return to my earlier argument that students who want to transfer only contribute to the culture that they are trying to escape. And it's important to separate out claims that are based on a vibe or a feeling versus ones that are based on an objective measurement. But I take Julian's point. Yaffa described a similar process to Julian's in terms of what she did to improve her Amherst experience, but her ultimate reason for transferring differed. I threw myself into my academics and into clubs, and it did help a lot. I knew so many people. But by the end of the first semester, I would realized that I met most of the grade. I met all of my classmates, more or less. And, you know, I feel like you. there's this idea of finding your people in college. And I just never felt like I did. And no matter how many activities I tried or things that I participated in, I just didn't feel known or understood. Yaffa told me that while there were academic reasons for transferring, namely that Brown has a good program for studying biology and geology, she likely would not have left Amherst if it weren't for the social aspect. And when I talked to her, it becomes evident that it was not an easy decision to make. I absolutely questioned it because I, I spent the entirety of day term at home and I didn't write any applications because I was still on the fence about it because I felt like the moment that I started writing it, I would have to transfer, mm-hmm. which was ridiculous. But, you know, you spend several weeks saying, why are you leaving? And, you know, you start to convince yourself that it's beyond saving. So you make the decision to transfer. Here's Mitchell Wang. My name is Mitchell Wang. I'm a sophomore and I get a UPenn now to walk us through the process. The applications themselves were really not that complicated. You know, you just get two rec letters. Um, both of my applications were about three essays each. Um, and I really didn't spend too much time writing them. I think the nice thing about transfer applications is you don't really have to be super creative and you can be very straightforward with what you want. Um, you, you just have to explain clearly, like, why did you choose your previous school? Um, what do you not like it any about? What do you not like about it anymore? And why are you going to this like different school? It's it's very clear cut. Um, just tell us what you want. But while the transfer application itself might be easy, the decision to leave for most of these students was not. I thought about staying at Amherst up until the very last day of making the decision. Um, I actually had a pretty good time at Amherst overall, and um, so yeah, it, it was for sure hard to leave. I questioned it a lot. It's probably one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. Roman also did not decide to leave Amherst until the last day, the day of the response deadline. Yaffa was planning on returning to Amherst for the fall of 2022 semester and was prepping for her a cappella group and GADS audition. 
Mitchell said he was initially 80-20 on staying at Amherst versus transferring out when he got his first acceptance letter back from Duke. There were varying levels of excitement when the decisions came out, but regardless, the acceptance letters were the first step in sealing the deal. Here's Mitchell again. Penn came out in the middle of May, and then um, I wasn't like ecstatic about it, but it was definitely like, okay, maybe I'll really consider this. And that's about when I started really thinking about whether or not I would transfer. And here's Yaffa. But when I got into Brown, I suddenly felt this, like, wave of, like, opportunity. Because I had been feeling so just, like, I don't know what the word is, just confined by the size of Amherst. It was so small and Going into Val and seeing everyone you know ever can be really nice, but sometimes it's a lot. And over and over again, it can be really overwhelming. And I realized I was facing three more years. And the idea of going somewhere even a little bit bigger was so exciting. At the risk of speculating, I think it's also important to consider the role that Prestige played in these decisions. Of the seven current sophomores that I personally know transferred, Four transferred to Ivy League schools, and one student transferred to MIT. As a side note, Roman did get accepted to Columbia, but said that if he had not been accepted at Penn, he would have stayed at Amherst. At the end of the day, it's hard to separate out the desire for prestige from other reasons for transferring. Before I even got my decisions, I was like, yeah, I could definitely stay here, and it would be great, and I could spend another three years in Amherst, Massachusetts. But then I got into Brown. And I honestly, I knew deep down that, like, I wasn't happy enough at Amherst. I want to note that there are students who strongly considered transferring, but didn't, like sophomore Jerry Zhang. I was just getting sick left and right, so that was not good for, like, I was losing sleep on and, like, falling behind in all my classes. So it was honestly, like, a lot of things that were out of Amherst College's control that were making me kind of like not happy and then um, that was coupled with the fact that a lot of my friends were also trying to transfer out. Ultimately Jerry didn't leave. When Amherst began feeling small and his relationship with the college strained he stepped off campus and went to UMass. I also knew that like outside of the Amherst bubble there are literally like 35,000 people at like the surrounding five colleges like UMass has like 30,000 people right there literally like a five-minute bus right away if you don't have a car um probably even closer if you have a car um and like that was one way for me to like sort of branch out because I was feeling a little bit um claustrophobic as well like everyone talks about the Amherst bubble. I talked to another sophomore Karina Svianovic who thought about transferring. I didn't realize the importance of size. Um, and I think everyone just said that Amherst has a really specific type of person and a really specific type of culture because of the size and like what that size attracts. And it's just once you start having problems, it can be hard to get away from them because the school is so small almost. Corinna said that the grass will always be greener on the other side. That when you're struggling at one college, it's all too easy to think that transferring will solve all of your problems. But, to a certain extent, 
The problems a college student will face at Amherst are universal. Recently, I've realized that that is just the struggle of a college student, not necessarily unique to like me as a student at Amherst. College in it itself is a very difficult time. Aspects of Amherst make it harder, and I still do struggle to this day quite a lot. But I don't. I can't say I regret staying, just because I do have good days here, and I have um, people that I care about here. If you are looking to enhance your Amherst experience, Jerry told me that he would occasionally eat at UMass's dining hall or at restaurants in town to boost his mood. And sometimes, finding ways to enjoy Amherst took a little creativity. So in the summer, we, me, I was just at, at Amherst for some reason, and I found a group of people, and we like drove to Northampton Country Club, and we like, there's like a little like area right next to it where you can, um, like, there's like a, there's like a little waterfall, wading pool, and then right next to that as well is like a little, a, a rock that you can jump off of into the water. You can climb a tree. I climbed like all the way up to the top of the tree, maybe like 40 feet and just like jumped off of it. That was, just, it was just like ex exhilarating. It was so fun. Um, just like finding stuff like that to do around, in and around Amherst, like that kind of like made me realize, you know, it's really just what you make of Amherst. So about three weeks into the fall of 2022 semester, are the students who transferred out of Amherst happier than they were last year? On the whole, yes. Roman told me that even though he would have been happy if he didn't transfer, he feels like he made the right decision. I think I still would have been very happy at Amherst. Maybe I would have been exactly as happy at Amherst. Um, but as a result of different things, I think that I was right in my assessment um, that I needed a bigger school. It was just right for me, I think. Um, and that I needed to be you know, near to a city with Penn being kind of like on the outside of Philadelphia or like a separate section of the city. So I think I made the right decision. Um, I'm very happy with myself here. Julian echoed Roman's sentiment. He told me that he has no regrets and that he feels like Vanderbilt is a better fit for him. Nonetheless, there's one part of Amherst that he does miss, his friends. There was a lot of great people that I was friends with at Amherst. Um, you know, the guys who I think were there for me and who I talked to when I was feeling like, you know, alone or like feeling like this wasn't the spot for me. There was guys who were always there for me um, and guys who I built a relationship just like, like, especially like in the gym. There was guys who were two guys I would just work out with consistently. And we built a bond over that, you know, guys, that, guys in club soccer. So I would say, you know, do I miss the school and do I miss the experience of going to Amherst? No, but do I miss the friendships and relationships I built there? I think, yeah, 100% I do miss that. But, you know, there's a price you pay with, you know, making decisions. On that note, it can be challenging for transfer students to integrate into the student body of their new university and build meaningful relationships. Yafa explained that Brown offers a tight-knit transfer community with 104 students who all live together in the same dorm. And Mitchell told me that Penn, too, has a strong transfer community. But branching out and making friends outside of it can be challenging. I think that on the margin, I'm probably happier here just because there's just been so many new and exciting things to do. But at the same time, I've been a little bit overwhelmed for sure. Um, it, it feels a lot like all of freshman year crammed into sophomore year. Uh, the nice thing about Penn is that the transfer community is really tight. But it's kind of hard to branch out sometimes because coming in as a sophomore, all the other sophomores already have their own friend groups, you know. But while it can be hard to make new friends at a school, there are also more opportunities to meet new people. Here's Roman. I think 
it being such a small school, you form really intimate connections with people. You hang out with like a similar group of people, maybe a lot. You're all in the same boat because there aren't a bunch of different like professional schools that that people are in. There's just the college and the majors within it. Um, so yeah, I really I miss the like the tightness of social bonds like that that you form within your first year. The tension between the benefits of being at a bigger school with a larger pool of students and the sacrifices you make in terms of familiarity and close connections when you leave a small school came up several times during my conversations with the students who transferred out of Amherst. Yafa, for one, told me that she misses DQ, the green room, and the feeling of familiarity of being at Amherst. But the sacrifices are not just social. Roman, again. UConn being a big school, there's almost 30,000 people here in total, uh, or 30,000 students here in total. Um, you're just like anybody else and you know your professors might not be as invested in in your learning in particular as they were uh, at a place like Amherst. So Roman's advice for students who are thinking about transferring? Take advantage of everything that I mentioned before like appreciate everything I mentioned before like the open curriculum um, the intimacy that comes with it being a small school the relationships you can build with professors um, because again class sizes are not that big and departments are not that big all of that. You know, there are so many resources available and there's not that many people, so everyone can get a handle. I asked all of the students I interviewed if they have any advice for current students who are considering transferring, and I got two common responses. One, in Yafa's words. If you have the ability to apply for transfer, if you feel like you're not um, vibing with Amherst, then there's no harm in applying for it. And two, in Mitchell's words. I think what I would tell them is to just try their best to make the most of their Amherst experience. Um, even if they do end up leaving, it doesn't make any sense to waste a year, so you might as well just give it your all, um, whether that means like academically or socially. Um, I think um, you can leave a school and still have a good time at the school. The takeaway that I got from talking with these students is that, at the end of the day, you can be happy wherever you go to college. If Amherst is not a good fit, you can transfer out for a relatively low cost. No one will deny that it is hard to adjust to a new college if you are a transfer student. But all of the students I talked to are finding ways to enjoy their new experience, whether it's through auditioning for a cappella groups, applying to consulting clubs, or going to sporting events. And if you stay at Amherst, you're going to have a good experience too. No one I talked to hated Amherst to the point where they said they absolutely could not finish their academic career here. In fact, most students I talked to said they would have been perfectly okay at Amherst if their transfer application did not work out. Mitchell, one last time. There's some stat out there that's like 80% of freshmen consider transferring. Um, and I've actually found that to be quite true. Um, when I realized that, you know, maybe I am going to leave this school, I started talking to a bunch of different upperclassmen at Amherst. And you'd be surprised how many of them thought about transferring. Um, it's really not uncommon to have those thoughts. Um, and, and plenty of them still stayed at Amherst. So, you know, every, everybody takes a different path. Um, most of the time it ends up working out. Julian stressed that college is about finding a balance between working hard and having fun. If you're working 24-7, he said, you won't be happy. But if you're partying 24-7, then you're wasting your education. But while college and where you go to college can feel like the most important thing in the world when you're there, 
you have to remember that it's just one stage of your life. And ultimately, it's more about making connections and building relationships than anything else. I think it's a growing experience for me, you know. College is not the end-all, be-all. You know, no one wants to peak in college, like people who peak in high school. Um, it's just a place to grow, meet people, and hopefully, you know, find friends you will have the rest of your life. Thank you for listening to this episode of Terrace Radiant. This episode was produced by me, Andrew Rosen, and edited and engineered by Andrew Kim. Make sure to subscribe to Terrace Radiant wherever you get your podcasts, and tune in for our next episode on October 12th.